Lord, help us to concentrate. And we love you, Lord. Amen. All right. Well, anyone here scared of flying? Because I was just thinking about this, right? Imagine, picture this. You're in a tin can 10 kilometers above the earth. That's what I think a plane is. Um, and then it just starts to, to tilt to the left and, and off it goes to the left. And then it starts to tilt to the right. And off it goes to the right. And this plane, right, it tilts to the left again. Off it goes. Then to the right again. Off it goes. And a voice comes on to the loudspeaker. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the captain. Sorry about this. We, My co-pilot knows that the runway is on the right, but he's bored of it and he, he thinks he can land on the left and he wants to go over there. Then you hear another voice on the loudspeaker. Shut up, fart face. I want to go left. I know it's not on the right. It's, it's fine. We'll be fine. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for that. If you look out the left window, you'll see the mountains that my co-pilot thinks we can land on. Now, question. Not a true story, I hope, but question. Does truth matter? I think for the people on that plane, they're thinking yes. But a lot of people today think the answer is no. They think that, um, you know, people say things like this. Everyone's view is equally valid. I don't know if you've heard that, but that's a myth that everyone's... Okay, sometimes it's true. Like, what's the best breakfast cereal? Wheat Bix, Nutri-Grain, I don't know, all brand. Whatever you think it is, right? It doesn't really matter. There's probably not one right answer to that question. But sometimes there is. What about this, all right? Look at this picture. The next one. Yeah, this one. Um, there's one goat in that yard. There's a thousand goats there. Which one of those is the right answer? They're not both equally valid, are they? Sometimes someone is right and someone is wrong. And it's the same actually with religion, okay? Atheists say there's no God. Jewish religion says there's one God. Hinduism says there are millions of gods. Can they all be true? Not all religions are right. And it's a myth, actually, to think that everyone's view is equally valid. Lots of the time, there is actually a right or a wrong. That's myth one. Here's myth number two, right? A lot of people think it doesn't matter what you think. Even if there is like a right or a wrong answer about it, it doesn't really matter. You can believe whatever you want. I don't know if you've picked up on that vibe. Is that something you've heard? Sometimes it doesn't matter, okay? Like, is it called football or soccer? It's called soccer, but some people think it's called football. And a lot of people care a lot about that, and you're probably angry right now, but it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't. But sometimes it does matter. Like if there's a bottle labeled poison, and you think this will be fine, and you drink it. Now, if you were wrong, there's actually serious consequences, not just up on the toilet all night. Sometimes you could die. So, in fact, true story, lots of people have ended up dead because they thought the wrong thing. So this idea that what's true for you is true for you, it doesn't really matter, that's rubbish. Sometimes there is a right or a wrong, and sometimes it really does matter what you think. Okay, does anyone watch Friday Night Lights? It's a really old show now, it's just the leaders. Um, uh, okay, there you go. It's, all, it's a old show, but there's this American high school football team, and they... I don't know if they, anyone knows their battle cry. All right, see, see what happens if I do this. Clear eyes, full hearts. 
Uh, some people know it. Okay, let's do it all together. Clear eyes, full hearts. You're getting there. What This one will nail it. Clear eyes, full hearts. They have this battle cry. And it, what happens in their football team, right? It's a TV show, if you haven't worked that out. It's... um. The, the coach Taylor does this really inspirational speech and then at the end of it he always says clear eyes full hearts the whole team says can't lose and then they like tap the wall on their way out they're pumped up they're ready to go now why am I telling you this because the passage we read basically I think has two parts clear eyes full hearts doesn't have a can't lose part but well we can pretend but anyway, clear eyes full hearts and so here's here's the question does truth matter point number one clear eyes It's critical to make sure that you only believe true stuff. In other words, truth does matter. Now, that's actually the whole reason why Paul wrote this letter. It's going to be sick digging into... No one says that these days, do they? It's going to be frantic digging into 1 Timothy this term. I'm pumped for it. So get the daily read notes. Go to GTEMS. Read it at home. Listen, because 1 Timothy is awesome. But here's three things you need to know about 1 Timothy, right? Number one, the master. Number two, the apprentice. Kind of like um, Star Wars, like... And, uh, Yoda and Luke Skywalker. And number three, a church that's in trouble. All right. So let's start with the master. That's who wrote this letter. Have a look at verse number one. Keep your Bibles open. Verse one, Paul. Who's Paul? Well, he tells you, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus our hope. So he says, he calls himself an apostle. What's an apostle? Well, there aren't any around today because um, these guys were just back in the day. Apostles were the ones that God chose to tell everyone about him. Um, and so look how Paul became an apostle. It says, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God. So God's actually chosen this guy to teach people about him. And by the time that he writes this letter, he's been doing that for like 30 years. Woo! <laughs> he's an old man now. Um, no offense. He's, he's past my dad's age, close to my dad's age. Um, he's like, he's a 60 year old guy, right? So Paul's like Yoda. He's the old master. But now it's time to meet the apprentice, okay? That's who Paul wrote this letter to. Have a look at verse number two. To Timothy, my true son in the faith. Now, I actually really love how Paul calls him his son, not his biological son, his spiritual son. You see, Paul was the guy that actually told Timothy about Jesus. Through God, Paul was the reason that Timmy, uh, Tim, T-Man, he became a Christian through Paul. And so Paul is like his, his spiritual dad, which I reckon is really cool. If you've got a youth group leader, they might be kind of like your spiritual mum or dad. And I want to encourage the leaders... You guys have spiritual children. I think it's really cool to be in God's family. All right, now, Timothy is a bit like Luke Skywalker. If you know Star Wars, he's like Yoda's apprentice. Um, and he, he learns from Timothy, learns from Paul, and he learns how to lead a church. He's been traveling around with Paul for like 15 years. And these guys are close. So, he's, so there's the master, there's the apprentice. And lastly, there's a church in danger. Right, anyone know what this planet is called when it comes up? What's the planet called? Tom, what is it? Say again. Yavin. That's right. That's a planet that the Death Star was going to blow up. So there's a church in danger. All right. Now, I don't know if you saw when we were reading this where Timothy is. Paul's been cruising around with Timothy and they've been going all over the place doing their thing. They've been telling people about Jesus. 
And then they get to a city called Ephesus, real place, have a look. That's what it looks like now, it looked a lot different back then, but it was a big, rich city. And when they get there, what happens? Paul keeps going on his trip, and he leaves Timothy there. Look at verse 3. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, Paul says, stay there in Ephesus. Now today I saw a grown man cry. Why? He'd been working with this other guy for 20 years. They've been working together. They're good mates. And his mate was going off to work somewhere else. And that made him cry. Now that might have been how Paul felt when he left his friend to, to go off. Uh, he left his friend in Ephesus to go off to these other cities. Now why did he leave Timothy there? Because there's a church in danger. Okay, so what's the danger? Well, there are people in this church and they're teaching things that aren't true. Have a look at verse 3 again. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer. What's a doctrine? Doctrine is something that someone teaches or believes. So um, there's one God. That's a doctrine. Okay. Paul gives Timothy a mission and he says, stop people telling the wrong doctrines, the wrong things. That's the whole reason or a big part of the reason why he leaves Timothy there. And it's a big part of the reason why Paul writes this letter to tell him to, to keep doing this. So does truth matter? This whole letter says, yes, truth matters. It comes up again in verse 4 and in verse 6 and in verse 7. And actually, we're going to see it through the rest of this letter. It is so important that people don't teach the wrong thing. And Timothy's whole job is to stop people teaching the wrong thing. Now, Paul isn't writing this to you and me saying it's our job to go out there and stop people teaching the wrong thing. No, no, that's Timothy's job. But there is something that we can learn from this. Truth matters. It's critical to make sure you only believe true stuff. You need to have clear eyes. You get it? You need to be on the lookout. You need to be able to spot and check out when people are saying stuff is not true and make sure you only believe stuff that is true. It's a bit like the Titanic, okay? I don't know if you've heard how they advertised the Titanic, but you now know because it's on the screen. Unsinkable. That's what they said, and, and it, was, it was so big and strong, they told people and thought even it was impossible for it to sink. That's actually one of the reasons why some people bought tickets. This sounds safe, right? But when it hit an iceberg, this bit is crazy to me, it hits this iceberg, starts sinking. People don't worry. The crew start trying to get everyone into the lifeboats. But they can't. People are like, oh, no, it's unsinkable. It'll be fine. The first lifeboat that left, right, it could hold 68 people. How many did it have on it when they were like, oh, we better send it out so we can get the next one going? 12. There were all these empty seats. And in the end, 1,500 people died when this boat sank. These guys, they thought it was unsinkable, and that wrong idea cost them their lives. It's so important to, to make sure that what you believe is true, and that is especially true when it comes to spiritual stuff. How can you go to heaven? Actually, that's not the right answer. Um, how can you go to heaven if you believe false stuff? about how to get there how can you have a relationship with god 
if you have the wrong God? How can you even please God if you're wrong about what stuff he wants and what stuff he doesn't? You can't. And so believing the wrong stuff can actually wreck your relationship with God now. And it could even cost you your life for eternity. That's why Paul cares so much about this. Listen to verse 3 again. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines. That's why Paul cares so much about it. That's why we need to care so much about this. It is critical that you only believe true things. Things. Especially when it comes to especially when it comes to spiritual stuff. You guys have got to have clear eyes. All right. What does that look like in practice? I'll give you a couple of things. All right. I want to talk to you if you're not a Christian. Great to have you here. We love that. But I want you to think about this. Don't base your life on what you want to be true. Base it on what is actually true. Some people I know reject Christianity pretty much because they don't want it to be true. They don't want to have to listen to God. But does it matter whether you want it to be true or not? It's like saying, I don't want to believe in gravity. No matter how much you don't want there to be gravity, you can't just step off a cliff. You're not going to fly. You're going to get wrecked. The thing is, truth is, it always catches up on you. And so... Don't be like that guy that doesn't, can't handle the truth that his girlfriend's broken up with him, so he just goes on like acting like they're still together long after they've broken up. Don't, don't live in denial. Don't base your life on what you want to be true, right? Work out why so many people here think, and we're, pretty, we're so sure that Jesus is the truth. Work out why, and then face up to that reality and actually become a Christian. Now, I know there's people here who don't believe in God. And, and again, I love that you're here. You don't believe in God. That's cool. You can still be here. And I just want to ask you this. You don't believe in God. Is that because of something that your parents told you, your teachers told you, saw on YouTube? Because we are always getting messages pushed onto us, okay? YouTube videos preach messages. Parents, teachers... They preach to us. Now, I'm not saying that these people are trying to lie to you. I'm not saying they're out to get you. But there's a lot of opinions out there. They can't all be true. So you can't just assume that what your dad told you when you little, you can't just assume that that's necessarily the truth. So how do you work out what's true? There are actually four ways you can work out what's true, okay? Here's number one. Some people go off what I think is true, Okay? Now, the problem with this is I've been wrong before, and I'm guessing you have as well. So my thinking is not always reliable. What about option two? Some people base it off what you feel or what you experience. But here's the problem with experiences. We can sometimes misunderstand them. I once came out of a test, like an exam. You, know, um, you do them, right? Yeah, still. Um, I was like, nailed it. I did so badly, I completely misunderstood that experience. Sometimes two people will go through the exact same experience and at the end of it, completely different interpretations of that experience. So our experiences and our feelings, they're not always reliable either. What about the third option? 
Some people go off what other people tell me. Now, the obvious problem with this is, who says they're right? What if, what if they got it wrong? And lots of people have got lots of stuff wrong. And so that's not always reliable either. The last option is to base it off what God says. If God says it, that has to be right, doesn't it? Because God doesn't lie. He is truth. And so um, to Timothy, the next letter along, in chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, All Scripture is God-breathed and is... It's on that screen. All Scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All scripture, the Bible, is God-breathed. It's God's word. What God says is true, and, and this is God's word, right? So if this book says it, you can believe it. And so I want to ask you, how are you going to work out what's true? Well, what does this book say? That's what's true. And I'm not saying to you guys, never believe anything else, right? I'm not saying you can never learn from what you think or from what others say. But what I am saying is this. If the Bible disagrees with what you think, go with the Bible. If the Bible disagrees or is different to your experiences, you must be understanding them wrong, go with the Bible. If the Bible is different to what other people are saying, go with the Bible. And so I want to say something to you guys if you're Christians tonight. Here it is. Bring your Bibles to youth group. Because in 1 Timothy, it seems like the people who are actually saying the wrong thing, they're not outside the church like other religions saying stuff. If you have a look at verse 7, it suggests that the problems are actually coming from inside the church. It says, they, these people, want to be teachers of the law. They want to be preachers in some, in some ways, but they don't know what they're talking about or what they confidently affirm. Okay, So they want to be teachers of the law. These are guys inside the church. This would be like me or Tamara or Jono saying the wrong thing. That actually could happen. Now, I'm not trying to mislead you, but if I was or if I got something wrong, how would you guys know? I actually do get scared when I see some of you guys sitting there. Some of you didn't bring your Bible, just listening. Some of you brought your Bible, but it's shut. What scares me is you're just sitting there accepting the stuff that we say. I'm a human. I can get stuff wrong. So you guys actually need to check what does God say? I'm actually trying to get you guys. Some people think our church is like brainwashing people. I don't know where they get that idea because we're all saying you've got to think for yourself. Don't just accept what people say. You've got to have your Bibles open. When, when people are up front, have your Bibles open and be checking. Is this really what the passage is saying? Even right now, you should be thinking, is what he's saying matching with what this passage is saying? And if it's not, I reckon you should reject what I'm saying. And I reckon you might even want to come and chat to me. Don't assume that just because someone's a Christian or because they're in a church, don't assume that that means they're saying true things because people get stuff wrong. And so, guys, bring your Bibles to youth. I'll give you an example of something that you might hear, right? Sometimes you might hear, you know, if you come to Jesus, he'll make you healthy, he'll make you rich, he'll make you successful. Now, this is called the prosperity gospel. I don't know if you've heard this. There are churches on Central Coast, churches in Sydney that, that teach this. Um, 
if you listen to some Christian, it's, it's sometimes on Christian radio, it's a lot on the internet, a lot on YouTube and stuff. Some of it's on TV. Um, Jesus did actually say that if you follow him, you will end up healthy and, and having the best possible life. But when? When he comes back and we go to heaven, that's when it is. If you look at what the Bible says, it says life will be hard. Now, if I didn't show you something in the Bible right now, I'd be undermining everything I'm saying, right? So I could spend longer, but I just found one verse, this screen. Um, Acts 4.22, the apostles went around the, the, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. And listen to what they say. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. I could show you a bunch of verses like that. The Bible's quite clear. In this life, it's going to be hard. And why, why am I telling you this? And it's to show you how believing the wrong thing can hurt. I know people who became Christians because people said to them, if you sign up, Jesus is going to make your life so much easier, so much better. And what's the problem with that? Well, actually, they, they became a Christian and life got harder. It's got good parts as well. But it didn't fix every problem that they thought it would. And they thought God failed to come through on his promise. They almost gave up on being Christians. And then um, one particular one, Jono sat them down and showed them the Bible. That's actually not quite what God promised. And that helped them a lot. But do you see the, the damage that the wrong teaching can cause? Now, that's one example. I could go into others. You get the point, though, don't you? Clear eyes. Clear eyes. It's critical to make sure that you only believe true stuff. Now, before I move on, um, and I'm near the end, but I just want to say one more thing. In the future, how will you guys choose a church? Because, you know, you might move away from the Central Coast and um, you might need to find another church. And I actually think there's a danger in growing up in this church. Because it's pretty fun, I reckon. And it's, you know, there's good music and flashing lights. But does that stuff really matter? What really matters is the truth. It's the Bible. That's what really matters. And so here's the danger. If you move to a different place, you look for another church. You might look for a church that's fun with good music and flashing lights, but maybe that church isn't teaching the truth. What you actually want to look for is one that teaches the Bible. Now, actually, everyone says they teach the Bible. So you need to check for one that actually teaches the Bible well. Now, what if it's boring? Well, if that's the one that teaches the Bible, that's the one to go to. And I want you guys to lock that in now. No matter how boring it is, I will go to the place that teaches God's word truthfully. Because it's so important. Because it's critical to make sure you only believe true stuff. Clear eyes. Have you got that? (laughs) Have you got that? Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I'm almost done, but there'd be something really wrong if I stopped there, okay? Because I don't know if you've ever met a know-it-all, um, like this Miss Know-it-all um, in the Mr. Men series, all right? They've got, they've got all the right answers, but they are so annoying. Am I right? Paul is not saying, be like that. Can I just flick this switch? Oh, it's good. No, it's back. There we go. That's better. So Paul's not saying be like that, and some of you guys actually need to hear this. It's not enough just to have clear eyes. You also need to have full hearts. And the whole point of what he's saying is love. Now, I'm pretty much done, but I just want to end with this, because this is the whole point. Have a look at verse 5. 
the goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. See, it's possible that you guys could miss the whole point. You could get the truth right, but not love people. That misses the whole point. Here's the whole point of knowing truth. Ready? Love. God loves you guys so much. He sent his son to die on the cross for you. And he wants you to love him. And he wants you to show that love to other people. And so if you get the truth but don't have love, you're like Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. You know, you, you might be nice, strong on the outside, but you don't have a heart. And the whole point is love. Don't have all the right answers but no heart. And so let me ask you, do you love God? Do you think about his love for you? Do you love other people? And I want to say to some of you guys, you're doing such a good job of learning about God. You're lapping it up. And I'm really encouraged. Some of you guys, you're doing such a good job of trying to tell your friends about Jesus. But can I give you some advice? Because this is a mistake I've made a lot. It's a fail if you win the argument and get the truth right, but they go away thinking you're an absolute jerk. That's, that's not what we want. I heard a really good saying today. You aren't persuasive if you're abrasive. You're not going to convince anyone. You're not persuasive if you're abrasive. People won't listen if you don't love. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so I just want to urge us as EV youth to be people of love. We need truth and love. It's really easy to become all mushy with love. Can't we all get along? Good feelings and lose the truth. That's a fail. It's, it's really easy to get tough on the truth and forget to love people. That's a fail. We need clear eyes and full hearts.